Welcome to the Real Estate Survival Guide, the show that teaches realtors how to create a thriving real estate business. Welcome to today's episode of the Real Estate Survival Guide podcast. It is an honor to have you all with me today. Very excited for today's episode and honored to bring you an interview with my amazing friend, Jennifer Harshman. Jennifer has read more books than most people even have ever seen. She is a genius and widely knowledgeable and yet so friendly, down to earth and cheerful. She is one of the most amazing people I've ever met. And when I first met her at one of the TLF retreats, I just remember, you know, she's a person that hugs everybody and she wanted to give people hugs. When we first met, it was right after COVID. And so it was probably the first time I'd hugged anyone outside of my family in months, but she's just an amazing person. I'm honored to have you here. Unless Jennifer had told you, you would never know all the unspeakable horrors that she has been through or what she suffers with chronic pain. But she learned very early in third grade from her teacher that she helped with editing, that she was good at editing. And so despite disabilities in herself and her homeschooled children, Jennifer has been writing and editing since 1992. And she has done everything from brochures to books. With more than 200 books and 30 million words edited so far, she loves helping people just like you to make their dream come true. A few of her editing credits are New York Times bestseller, 48 Days to the Work and Life You Love, USA Today bestseller, The Millennial Whisperer, and a book that hit number one in the entire business category on Amazon, The Bezos Letters. Jennifer, so good to see you. Welcome to the Real Estate Survival Guide podcast. Thank you for having me, John. I am thrilled to be here. I am thrilled to have you. Everyone can hear your smile because that's just who you are all the time. But thanks for joining the show. I often say this, but anytime I have someone on the show that's not a realtor, I love to kind of just hear their story because you're not in real estate, right? But you've helped realtors and we'll talk about that later. But you're not in real estate, but we you can still share you know, your journey, the success, the failure, what you've learned along the way. And I kind of gave a brief intro, but can you kind of just tell everybody a little bit more about yourself? Sure. So I have three children, all of whom I homeschooled, and they all have special needs. So when I first started my business, I was looking for something that I could do that was very flexible when it came to time, not a set work schedule, things like that, because I never knew how I was going to be feeling from day to day. And I definitely didn't know what was going to come up with my children from day to day. So a friend from a discussion board way, way back in the day messaged me and said, I work for a museum. My boss handed me this assignment to edit a two volume book set. And it has to be done in British style. And I don't know the first thing about this. And so I commiserated with her and I was like, oh gosh, Don, I'm sorry. It sounds like you really have your work cut out for you. And she said, oh no, no, Jennifer, you have your work cut out for you. And I said, uh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I didn't understand what she was saying at first. And she says, well, okay, haven't you been looking for something that you can do at home anytime, day or night, flexible to work around your kids' needs and your needs? And I was like, oh my gosh, I could have had a V8. Like that was my big sign, neon sign moment. So I did the work, had to teach myself how to do British style because I didn't have a clue either. But I figured that out and submitted the work. They loved it. And they said, why aren't you doing this full time? And that was another big sign for me. So that is the beginning. Way back in 2003 was the first time I did books. I had done a lot of smaller things for different businesses, but that was the start of my book editing career. 
That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. One of the things that I think is so awesome is you're literally a genius, right? And, you know, you've done so many amazing things on the video. I can kind of see some of the books behind you that you've worked on. But I think one of the things that I really appreciate about you is you are so approachable, right? We met at the TLF retreat and I don't read a lot. I need to read more. But I think so even though you're very smart and very intelligent, even someone that's not a reader that doesn't have like that brain, you know, that knowledge and brain capacity, you've always interacted in a way that's very helpful and encouraging I would kind of love to know where does that come from? Like, I think of all the people in TLF and there's, you know, a hundred amazing people, but you can kind of have a conversation with anyone and be approachable about anything. I'd love to kind of hear where that came from. I'm not really sure, but I know my whole life, I wanted to fit into categories. I would take all the personality tests, all the quizzes, all those things. And I never really fit in one box or another. And for the longest time, I thought that was bad. But then somebody who didn't really know me heard a comment I made and they said, no, you know what? That is a gift. That is a wonderful blessing that you have. And I said, please explain that to me. And they said, because you can relate to all of the Myers-Briggs personality types, because you can relate to all of the DISC profiles, because you're right in the middle of all of these things, you can relate to every one of them. And you can help them communicate with the others in different categories. And I'm also triracial. My family's from the Southwest and I have Navajo, I have Mexican, and I have Anglo in me. So I got to be a bridge between the three cultures when I lived in the Southwest, learning how to speak some Navajo language. I could speak to some of the Navajos and break the ice, connect different groups of people with each other. And I really love being able to help people do that with their writing. That's an avenue that I can work within and help people to get their message across in a way that they want to. Wow, that's really cool. I love these conversations because like I said to you before we started recording and I say to everyone, I don't really, it's just a conversation and I kind of let it flow. I, I have a few conversations. So what you just said made me think so much about what we have to do as realtors. Realtors all the time have to flex that personality style. So I'm an extrovert. You know this, right? You've seen me interact in person. I got yelled at by Vincent once or twice early on. So for realtors out there struggling to flex that personality style, how did you, you're good at that and good at relating to different people on the Myers-Briggs. What would you say to those realtors that are like, but I struggle with this. I'm either really introverted or really extroverted. What would you say to them? I would say that you don't have to be someone that you're not. And at the same time, there will be times that you're going to have to stretch yourself a little bit to make that connection. And I know someone who uses sports as the way to connect because most people do like sports. There are some who don't. I'm one of the ones that I don't really like sports. But we're done with this interview then. Forget I know, it. Goodbye. I know. But I use sports analogies a lot because my stepdad was a sports historian. And so I, I was steeped in sports memorabilia and terminology. So I can use those. So something like that, like find a way that you can connect with people and then become familiar with it. So maybe it is sports. Maybe it's a popular TV show. You know, there are different things that you can use. And once you do connect with them and build that rapport, then you can build on top of that. Wow, that's awesome. 
And it's so much about creating that relationship, right? Before we got on the phone today, someone in TLF referred me to a friend who has, you know, million dollar listing potential. And I just got on the phone and even the connection to this person in TLF and the church they went to was a big piece of, hey, I'm going to use you. Of course, the client never even said, oh, how many million dollar homes have you listed? They never said. So in your case, it's not like they say, oh, how many bestsellers have you done? If you can build that relationship first and create, you know, just have a conversation where they already know, like, and trust you within five minutes, you are way ahead of the game. And I'm sure you do that a lot in your business, you know, doing editing currently. Yes. If somebody doesn't know, like, and trust me, then it's going to be a big hurdle to get over before they're willing to hand over their manuscript to me. I mean, even if it's a smaller thing like doing brochures or annual reports or anything like that, it takes trust because if if it's something that you've written, you have put a lot of time and effort, your heart and soul into that piece. And it's very difficult to hand it over to someone and allow them to make suggestions and to make changes and things like that. Look, I love your answers because it's like, oh, wait, that's another good question. So you just talked about, you know, it's hard to get someone to hand over a manuscript if they don't know, like, and trust you. In real estate, many times, realtors are trying to guide their clients and say, oh, well, you have to offer this or no, you have to have these contingencies, but not these or this kind of offer if you want to, you know, land the deal and get the house. In your business, okay, we're past that. We've done the no like and trust. The people like you, they trust you. But, you know, in, in real estate, it's the biggest purchase of someone's life. In your business, it's the biggest probably book they've ever written for the most part once they connect with you. And so how do you nurture that relationship? Not only, okay, five minutes, you know, like, and trust me, but even during the whole time, do you follow up with people a lot? Like, what do you do in your business to create that success? One of the things that we do is we create a client repository. So they have a special folder in our Google Drive where we put all of their materials and they can put materials. Then we also create a special Slack channel for them. It's dedicated only to them. So they can communicate with us anytime, day or night, whenever it's convenient for them. Now, we don't necessarily respond all through the night. We do you know, maintain some decent business hours, but they can put their message there anytime and they can access our response anytime that's convenient for them. And we also let them know what to expect because there are so many steps in the process of writing, editing, and publishing a book. And most people don't have the foggiest idea of everything that's involved. So they hand over the biggest work of their life and then they sit and wait with bated breath, wondering what's next. And that's the way it goes with most editors. That's not the way it goes with me. I know what it's like to be in their shoes. So I want to make them as comfortable as possible all the way through the process. So I always, I let them know at the very beginning, here are all of the steps in this process. And this is about how long it takes for each step. This is what you can expect. But then as we go through the process, I remind them, okay, now that you've done this, this is going to take this amount of time. The next step will be this. In the meantime, you can go and do this thing. So that way they are not just sitting there anxiously twiddling their thumbs, waiting. There is something for them to do that will help to further their book, their marketing, things like that. And then they know when to expect to hear back from me too. 
acing that follow-up. I've talked on an episode about that before. And when you just said that, I mean, I'm taking notes as we go where they can put stuff, Slack, setting proper expectations. Man, that for realtors is a big key where some of us just miss it. I work, especially the first couple of years in my career. And, you know, a lot of the people I coach and who listen to the show, they're so new in their career. But once they get to a certain point, it's hard to remember, okay, but what were the things I did at the beginning? Right. I just had an episode of like, don't forget what got you there. Right. But it's hard to remember those things. And I think for realtors, what you're saying right now is amazing because it's a reminder like, hey, this might be your 10th or a hundred or a thousandth home you've sold, but this is the first time that person has bought a home, or maybe it's the first time they've bought a home with you. So you have to set those proper expectations. And I think a lot of us miss it or just think, oh, they already know that. You know, I had a first time home buyer recently that was like, oh, well, what does this mean? I was like, oops. And I apologized, made it right and said, this is, you know, what this document means. But realtors out there have to remember, you can't do it like it's your thousandth home. You need to do it like it's the first one almost every single time. That is a great point. Yeah, that's interesting. So I'd love for you to share. You have had quite the journey, right? You've shared with many of us in TLF and you're open and honest about things that you've gone through, whether it be the chronic pain, things like that. Through all of that, everything you go through in your life, you know, having children with special needs, it's a lot. How do you maintain not only a successful business, but be a great spouse, a great parent, a great member of TLF? How do you do it all? Sometimes I don't. (laughs) So people ask me this kind of thing all the time, like, oh my gosh, how do you do everything? How do you juggle all these things? And they think that I'm super productive. Sometimes I am. And that's because I have good systems, good habits, things like that, that I put into place. I also have chronic illnesses and pain. So that can fluctuate a lot. Some days I feel like I'm on top of the world and I go and I'll I'll put in 12 hours or whatever and get a lot done. And then there are other days that I feel like I'm dragging a load of bricks behind me. So on those days, I just do the best I can and I prioritize. So There's only one or two things on any given day that are absolute must do's for that day. And most of the time I can get those things done. I also have a team that I can rely on. So Amanda is my right hand. She's my business manager and I have her number for text or calling. And I also have a channel in Slack just for our communications. And so I can Slack message her. I can text her if there's something that comes up this last October. I messaged her from the ICU and said, (laughs) I'm in diabetic ketoacidosis and I'm going to be in the hospital for a while. I need you to take care of A, B, and C. And she took over the business and she ran with it. Yeah, that's all. Jennifer, I remember, I think we were supposed to have a meeting or just catch up one of those days. And you're like, hey, I'm unavailable. I'm in the hospital. I'm thinking like, stop worrying about us catching up. Like, go make sure you're okay. We'll handle this later. But Yeah, I do think systems and those kinds of things are very important to creating success, you know, in what you're doing in real estate, all sorts of different things. Really creating systems is a big first step for creating a successful business. One of the things that your audience consider as part of their systems is an email series, an outgoing email series. So you can put all of those things in place when you have time. You can batch, you can schedule, 
you can make good use of, say you have a three-day weekend or something, you can make good use of that time and create a lot of content that can go out drip by drip so that when you're out there selling, you don't have to worry about that content being made or going out. That's interesting. So we've talked about this and you've been really helping me and my business grow in this area with blog posts, emails, social media posts and writing them and even show notes for podcasts that I've never been good at. Talk to me about like the power of, you know, we just talked about, you know, acing the follow up and a lot of realtors miss it. Well, we're not keeping in touch with our clients. Tell us your team, you and the team at Harshman Services have really done a great job of creating email packages for people that are successful and are more successful than others. And I'd love to kind of hear about it, how you've done it and why it's been more successful. Because I, you know, even when we first talked about it, I'm like, oh, but email is not a thing anymore. And you were like, you're totally missing it, John. Like you've missed a huge part of a, a huge business potential. What are you doing and how is it successful? So one thing about email is something like 92% of people check their email every day. So if you're trusted enough to get into their email inbox, then you have an amazing tool at your disposal. And written content is so powerful that if you're not using it, you really are missing out. And it's not that hard to get started with it. So some people have come to me and said, you know what? I can't write to save my life. And I know there are different times that you and I have chatted and I'd send you something. You're like, oh my gosh, how do you do that? I'm like, I don't know. I, I just do. <laughs> so I'll interrupt not- her and say she's amazing. <laughs> Everything she touches turns to gold. Basically, like I have something and it says like John walked a dog and then she turns it into this like glorious post to post for realtors or to help them. And it's amazing. You are so kind. I love it. <laughs> All right. I'll let you continue. <laughs> oh, goodness. But if you don't feel like you're strong in that, you can always find someone to help you. And there are a lot of different resources out there, even like how to get better at writing. So don't feel like that is a roadblock or that that should stop you. So it's really important to build the trust, you know, that no like and trust factor that you talked about. Written content, whether it's in the form of your blog posts, your social media posts, or your outgoing email series, That is an excellent tool to use to build that no like, and trust factor. And like I said, you can schedule things. So you don't have to feel like you're tied to your Facebook page or tied to your blog or anything like that. You can schedule. So you can batch, schedule it to go out, and then use your time for other things. Yeah, absolutely. And so tell us, And I'll kind of let you kind of tell us more, a little bit more about the emails. And then I have a couple of questions as we close out. So I'm a realtor. I'm really struggling with emails. I don't want to do it, right? I've talked about aces in their places. I've talked about like being in the right place at the right time. I've talked about, you know, I interviewed Jesse Cole and we talked about do the things that give you energy. So I'm stressed out. I don't like emails. I don't like writing them. I'm not a good writer. Tell me a solution. A solution would be to purchase a package of evergreen content. So let me explain what evergreen content is. It's not seasonal. It's not timely. It's something that stays useful for a long stretch of time, like an evergreen tree would. So it keeps, you know, keeps its usefulness for a long time. So when you purchase a package, like one that I offer is editable. So John Shookman opens it up and he looks at the different things and says, hmm, this one, I don't really like this word right here. I'm going to change it for another word. 
This one, you know, I'm going to add in my signature sayings, my little taglines. I'm going to make it look and feel like me. That's perfectly acceptable to do. So it gives you 95% of what you need. You just add your little personality tweaks to it and it's ready to go. You schedule it in your email sending. Like I use ConvertKit. There's AWeber, MailChimp, a bunch of other ones. Whatever it is that you have, you just schedule them in there to go out, say, once a week. And then when people sign up at your open houses, different showings, or if they come into your office, you can let them know, hey, I've got an email series that is perfect for buyers, that is perfect for sellers. And you can divide that package into those two types and give them exactly what they need. Very easy for you to do. And it's really effective because again, while you're out there selling, they're getting those emails and they're trusting you more and more. And you know that most people who buy a house the next time don't go with the same agent that they used the last time. Yeah. But if you build that trust, you've been in their inbox every single week for the last year, two years, however long it is before they buy their next house, you know, they're not going to think of anybody but you. That's it. And I've talked about it, you know, to so many realtors. Hey, look, a sports reference just for you, Jennifer. Will you know who this guy is? I hope so. So Tom Brady <laughs> doesn't go. You're shaking your head. They can't hear it. You do. Okay, I'm proud of you. You know, so Tom Brady, right? Well, now he's retired, but Tom Brady doesn't get the ball and go 75 yards in one play. That's why they call it a Hail Mary. He right. hands off the ball five yards, passes it five yards. You know, maybe they have a 20, 30, but for the most part, it's about that constant interactions. And if my clients see me often, even if it's just my face in an email that maybe they open and maybe they click it and you're, you get conversions of emails opened more than that. And I'll let, you know, tell us about that in a second. But if they see my face in their email once a week, whether it's like, uh, that email didn't help me. Oh, but this next one really did. Thank you so much. They're seeing me all the time. And it's mm-hmm. almost like they can't forget me even if they want to. <laughs> right. Exactly. And your team, right? So tell us about it. What's the average email conversion of opened or whatever it is? And what's your team get? So across most industries, 20% is considered the average open rate. So some, you know, fluctuate a little bit. Tech tends to be a little higher. But if you're getting 20%, you're doing well. Our open rate is 47%. Holy cow. That's half the people. Yeah, pretty much. And it's because in the very first email, I let people know what to expect. I will be sending you an email once a week. And this is the type of stuff it's going to contain. And I have social sharing buttons and things like that so that they can easily send a helpful email to someone that they care about. And all of the content is helpful and useful. So it's not a bunch of fluff pieces or anything like that. I'm not in their inbox just to be in their inbox. I'm in their inbox to help them and to help them help their people. Yeah. Wow. I'm still kind of shocked and speechless, which doesn't happen to me about the 47%, (laughs) but that's awesome. So that's awesome. And we'll kind of, you know, I'll let you kind of at the end, if people are interested, connect with you, if they're interested in finding out more about the emails. I would love for, as we kind of get close to the end of the episode to tell us, normally I kind of ask, 
what would you go back? So to the beginning of your career, 30 years ago and tell yourself, but you can answer that if you'd like, but I'd also love to hear from you about something that I think realtors really struggle with. And that's, you know, you just talked about setting proper expectations. And some of that is boundaries, right? You say, hey, you'll hear from me here. You're not going to hear from me at three in the morning. You just said, here's the expectation for the emails. So last week, there was a TLF retreat and you were not there because you said, I can't do this right now. I've got so much going on. It's a long drive. Realtors never say no. We never say no. And so how have you learned, right? It's, it's a bummer. We missed you at the retreat last week, but you knew that for like your mental, emotional, spiritual health, well-being, you had to say no to something. So for those realtors out there like myself who have a hard time saying no to all the clients, to all the texts, to everything, every moment of the day, what would you tell them? I would tell them that for every time you say yes to something, you are saying no to many other things. So we have limits. In 2006, I had pushed myself for three decades to the point that my whole body was shutting down. Doctors told me to go home and die. I had pushed way too much. I didn't know how to use the word no. And that was the beginning of my turnaround when I realized I can't, physically cannot do these things anymore. And so I had to say no to everyone for almost a year. And I got used to that. So get used to saying no when you feel in your gut and you know in your heart and you know in your mind that that thing is not going to serve you, your family, your real goals in life. It's okay to say no. Most of the time, people will recover just fine. They will find someone else to fulfill that role, complete that task, answer that question, and you will be better for it. Yeah, that. thank you. That's amazing. And on top of that, like you said no to something great, right? You love the retreats. You're at every single one, but you said no because you knew in this season, right? We often, my wife and I often talk about the seasons. Our our good friend, John Stonge, had Christy Wright on his podcast and she was talking about redefining balance, right? Well, balance looks a lot different when you're a busy realtor, busy stay-at-home mom with a two and a half year old and a one year old, like that is balance probably doesn't look like, oh yeah, life's peaceful and calm every day. It's sort of like survival. Balance looks different in our season than it might look in five years, I hope. So sometimes it's even not just saying no to bad things or bad clients, but sometimes saying no, just because I need to sleep, I need to breathe, I need to be able to function. I know I've been encouraged recently I just told you how I went away for 24 hours to a hotel to do podcast stuff and real estate work. It was hard to leave my family, but by saying no to them for 24 hours, it made me able to say yes to them after the retreat for a few days, you know, a week or whatever, where I could actually like be with them, spend time with them. Right. And so I'm willing, and I think any business owner, and I I think you'd agree, I'll trade hard work for a time if it means I can say no to the work and have that margin and balance at a later point, right? Absolutely. And that was a brilliant decision on your part because not only did you free up more time with your family than what you spent in that hotel room working on your work, but you also communicated to your family that they are important to you and you're able to invest in them 
and in your relationships with them in a better way, because that stress of all that work that you knew you had to get done, that's gone now. Mm-hmm. You know, you did the work, you got that out of the way, and then you can just completely engage and be present with your family. And one of the cool things too, is like, even again, it is a hard time when she is the kids and when I went away and even when I went to the retreat, but we know that it's worth the investment. A few days before I went to basically work for 24 hours, I mean, I I slept, but work for 18, 16 hours straight. Before that, the two or three or four days before that, I was like, oh, I should do this. No, never mind. I'll just do it when I go to the hotel. So I had balance and time with my kids and my wife days before and then days after. So it wasn't like a week. It was probably almost a couple of weeks where we've kind of even said like, I should do that more often. Do I do that once a month? Batch all the podcasts, batch all the stuff. So yeah, it's all about balance, but it's been so exciting to you know watch your journey, watch what you're doing. One of the most helpful and kind people, and I mean, you know this because TLF people tell you this all the time, you've been through a lot. And so to kind of see, hey, it hasn't always been easy, right? I have a successful business now, but I've had to learn some of these hard lessons along the way to get there. Yes. And I'm still learning constantly. Yep. Well, that's a piece of it too. Like every day, learn something. It's not like, okay, yep. Today I've reached it. And I'm now the expert in everything (laughs) in life. No, I'll do something, get better at something, probably add something to my plate and then feel stressed over here, have to adjust. I feel like life is all about spinning the plates to keep yourself, again, all of us mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually well. And then sometimes, okay, I just keep this plate kind of spinning slowly so that because I have to focus on this plate. So when I went away for a day, I focused on the real estate podcast, et cetera, plate. Well, it's not like my family didn't exist for those 24 hours. It was just that plate was just going and, and knew, hey, let me invest in this time for a little bit. Well, thank you for your time. I appreciate you so much. Honored to have you on the show. And I appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. And anytime you want to have me back, you just let me know. You know, it's going to happen. So tell me, you have a lot of things going on and you didn't even tell us about the book bakery. So I will shout it out. If people are interested in writing a book, you need to speak to Jennifer. Jennifer often tells me that I'm going to write a book one day and I don't want to talk about it, but it's going to happen. (laughs) But Jennifer, if people are interested, whether it be, hey, I'm, you know, really processing through a book and you've got a membership for that and it's amazing and the people love it. Or whether it's kind of like, you know, one of the things we mentioned briefly about the, you know, evergreen articles that you can get to realtors and, you know, sell the package to them. How, what's the best way for them to contact you for that? So harshmanservices.com is my main website and there's contact form there. My email is jennifer at harshmanservices.com. And I have something for your listeners. I'll tell you about the book bakery and then I'll tell you what I have for your listeners. Awesome. Um, so the book bakery is harshmanservices.com slash your book bakery. And there are hyphens between the words and there's all the information there. If you have any questions, of course, always reach out to me. I'm happy to answer them. And for your listeners, harshmanservices.com slash R E S G podcast will have my new homeowners checklist PDF that they can download. They can use it any way they want. You can put it on your website as a lead magnet. You can hand it out at open houses or showings, whatever you'd like to do with it. You're perfectly welcome to take it and run with it. And then there will be some emails after that that tell you a little bit about the email content package that I have available. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate that. Really appreciate you taking the time to you know join us on the show today. 
I hope everyone checks it out. Harshmanservices.com slash R-E-S-G podcast. Jennifer, you're amazing. You're a wonderful friend. So thankful for you. And thanks for being on the show today. Thanks, John. Thank you so much, Jennifer Harshman. Oh my goodness, guys, she is awesome. I love her and very thankful for her friendship. And just, you know, she is just a, a great friend and a great mentor. She's part of our Tuesday mastermind group in Total Life Freedom. And so each week we're all together growing our businesses and really challenging and pushing each other. And she's been amazing. She's a wonderful part of the group and I'm very thankful to know her. I have like 5,000 takeaways from what she shared. But I'll just kind of share a few brief ones with you. I thought one of the amazing things she shared at the beginning was how I kind of said, like, you know, how did you create this business? How did you start to have success? How did you relate to people that were different than you? And those kinds of things. And she talked about how she wanted to fit into a category. And she thought that it was bad to not fit into a certain category. And then she realized, well, you know, maybe that superpower by not fitting into one box or one category, she's actually able to communicate with people from all different backgrounds, all different beliefs, and all different ways of life and personality types. And I think that's huge. That's a great lesson for us as realtors to get better at communicating with people that are different with us if we want to have success. I love how she talked about not to be someone that you're not like find ways to connect with people, but don't like fake it, you know? And I do think, you know, for me, I sometimes have to flex my personality style and maybe be more introverted or more extroverted. I mean, okay, that one doesn't happen, but flex those different things. Think about the disc test, flex those things sometimes. But I do love that she said, don't be someone that you're not and just find a way to connect. Another real big takeaway for me was as she talked about interacting with clients and setting proper expectation. Man, and I said it on the episode, realtors, we miss that so much. We don't do a good job of setting proper expectations. And so I'm so, so glad she shared that. And I hope that we can learn from what she shared and set better expectations for our clients, our family, everyone around, you know, just over communicate and get better at that. You know, I think really an, another thing, and as I kind of close out, one of the things she really said was protecting your boundaries and how she's learned the power of saying no when it won't serve your business goals or your family goals. This has been something I'm really working on in my business. And I know many of you are as well, because we've talked about this a few different times, how to say no, what to say no to, and really just protecting yourself. You are not supposed to work 24-7. You will have long and hard days but you are not supposed to work all the time. So I hope that you guys really enjoyed this episode. I am so thankful that Jennifer joined us. She is amazing, like I said, and I'm just really honored that she was willing to spend time with us for today's episode. So many takeaways. I'm going to go back and listen to this a few times because there was just so much to take away and apply to my business. But thank you guys for listening. Thanks, Jennifer, being an amazing guest. And remember to check her out, harshmanservices.com slash R-E-S-G podcast is where you can get the new homeowners checklist. So whether you use it or give it to your clients, she's put that out there for you, which I just think is an amazing gift and so generous. And that's who she is. She is very generous and very kind. And check out, you know, harshmanservices.com, what they're doing with the book bakery. If you're thinking about writing with editing, with the email stuff that they're doing. So thank you guys for listening. I hope that you really enjoyed this episode and I will see you guys very soon. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Survival Guide. 
If you enjoyed this episode, we would appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. It helps others discover the show. Thank you so much, and we will see you on the next episode.